0: You it's the Skiddy on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm forty. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. How about a little NBA? We haven't talked a ton of Thunder. Eight games in, Thunder 5-3 with a win last night, second straight win. <clears throat> over Cleveland, where are the Thunder in their progression? Do we think there's a logjam of young players? And if we think that, who has to leave? And maybe when do they have to go as far as trading away one of the young pieces that the Thunder's built? Or maybe not. Maybe this all gets figured out. I think there's one person On the Thunder, who has been affected by Chet Holmgren's integration into the team more than any other. I think it's obvious who's being bothered the most trying to find their role. So what is that role? Is it somewhere else or is it maybe off the bench? We'll just kind of talk about how the Thunder go. And then did you see the ESPN list? Of the best twenty five players in the league under twenty five, I did not. Shocking! Did not. Shocking. Top three.
1: Hmm. Well, I will hold off and not look at that. Let I'll let you shock me
0: on who on the, who the top three are. I cannot believe I, it. I, I can't believe that one guy that was a number one. I, I I don't. I can't believe it. So we talking about that college football, in state games this week. Elimination game in Norman. As far as the Big Twelve titled game race, how big a letdown spot is this for Oklahoma State? And how good is UCF? When we get into November, we talked about this yesterday. With five undefeated teams, it, normally you don't have five this late in the year, which means somebody is getting upset on Sunday, on Saturday. Somebody that you don't expect, not the the ranked games. I'm talking about somebody that's playing a team that you would not expect to beat them. It's going to happen. Who, in your mind, is going to suffer the upset coming up on Saturday? And then we kind of barely dipped our toe in the waters of scenarios for the playoff. I've got a few written down. And there's one that we haven't really talked about yet, but with all the mudslinging that's going on up north,
1: Boy, howdy. That's been getting fun.
0: I mean, what um, happens if, if the Big Ten just quits playing? You know what? Everybody was cheaters. We're just done. But what happens then? And then I want you to I want you to paint me a picture, Jared. And the listeners can do the same thing. Paint me a picture to where a two-loss team gets in the playoff.
1: Oh, here we go. Paint me that picture. I don't know.
0: <laughs> paint it for me. Oh. All right, high, high school. I'm a horrible painter, but I'll try. <laughs> high school football coming up this weekend, playoff start. Which 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 bracket are you the most intrigued by? If you could pick out one team in the state of Oklahoma that you would bet your next paycheck on winning the state title, who would it be? And then we'll talk about the 4A bracket on its own as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225- 9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show log on to kadsam.com or download the app. Paragon Communications app has it all. Radio, Penny News. Go pick up a brand new copy of the free Penny News wherever your local newsstand is. Just pick it up, check out the deals in the Penny News this week. We got uh, Big Elk and Paragon TV will be on the air Friday. Some football, some basketball, all kinds of different options. Coming up on Paragon and Big Elk TV through the winter months. And, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast if you miss the show entirely. You can go back and check out what we have to say. And you can find that podcast anywhere where you check out podcasts. By the way, on the text line from yesterday, didn't Skinny have Alabama national champions? Yes, I did. That looked like a horrible pick back on September the 10th. Looks like a better pick coming up right now. Yeah. How are you today, Jared?
1: I'm good. I'm cold. I'm cold too, man. I don't like cold weather. <clears throat> Not a fan of the cold weather. And I, I took advantage of my wife being out of town, and I drove. Is she her, ever coming back? Uh, Sunday. I'm counting down the hours now.
0: How many is it? I don't know. I'm just ninety I it's hundred and ten.
1: Like get home, get home. Um. Uh. So I saw. I we. I drove her car. Her car has heated seats, heated yeah. steering wheel. I thought, you know what? Taking the car. Girls, get in the car.
0: You know, the things we do for our significant other. My car barely doesn't, I don't even know if the heater works. <laughs> My wife's car <laughs> has heated seats, heated steering wheel, cooled seats, cooled steering wheel. and then,
1: Well, when we bought, yeah, cool steering wheel. Yeah. This car can drive itself. It's crazy. It has the, the lane assist. Oh, yeah. If you drift over, it'll pull you back a little bit. It has the. Like if you're in on, in cruise control on the interstate, and you're coming up on somebody, it will automatically slow you down, before you change lanes. Then when you change lanes, it'll sense like, okay, you're good to go, and it'll speed you back up to mm-hmm. your set speed. Amazing. No, but I've been holding off driving it. I drove it on Sunday because I had to go over to Hobart, and then I was like, ah, just let's just drive it, and then um, and then today I stepped outside or opened up the garage door and thought. Nah, girls, get in the car. Get in mom's car. We're taking mom's car today.
0: Did you feel <clears throat> like you were doing something wrong?
1: No, she told me before she left. She goes, drive the car.
0: Drive she, it. she allowed you to.
1: I think I, I'm the one who bought this car. So yeah, but
0: you don't really get to drive it very much, do Not you?
1: Not a lot. <laughs> but that was you mentioned earlier. That was the, I get. I told her like, you deserve a nice car. You're the one who are hauling kids around more than I am. I'm basically just meeting you at practice. I'm meeting you at games. I'm meeting you at tumble events or whatever. So and she she always takes them in the morning to school. And she insists upon it. So um, that's why I told her, you deserve a nice car. But uh, it was nice to drive it. But yeah, I do not like this cold weather. Came at the right time having a bonfire tonight. Big oaks are. I hope they're still having it. I hope it's not too windy for it.
0: Wind's blowing. A little,
1: little nervous about that
0: North one. North wind is blowing. I'm if it'll just rain like it's supposed to after lunch, that would help.
1: There is chances of rain today. 20% That's right. chance. That's right.
0: Of a little shower coming up. The cold you know how woke.
1: I know it's really windy? It's when there are a ton of leaves on my front lawn.
0: Yeah. That's
1: why I know, because they blew right off the tree.
0: It's, it's can't looking, even see my lawn right now. Looking over your head out the window... There's still a tons and tons of leaves on those trees, which I know it yeah. froze, but not enough. You know, there's always that one freeze where you get up in the next morning and your lawn is covered with leaves. Uh-huh. They yeah. all fall off the yeah. trees at the same time. Right. And it's a good thing when that happens before the ice. Because remember a couple of years ago when all the, all the trees still had leaves on them and then it came an ice storm. And the mess that that created, because normally the leaves aren't everything was so much more heavy. Yeah, because the leaves hadn't blown off the trees yet. That was a mess. I believe that was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. I think
1: you're right. Yeah,
0: about twenty twenty, because I know I went to Mount Saint Mary and did a ba- early season basketball game, and I was the only person in the gym.
1: Yeah, they let you because of COVID. You were mm-hmm. the only. Yeah. That had to be so weird.
0: It was a lot like Friday night, except for when you were asking Coach Maynard about that. Yeah, you know the the atmosphere and how we could literally on our I went back and listened to it. You could hear the John Marshall coaches yelling yeah. signals, yeah, over our airway because nobody was making any noise.
1: That was a dull environment.
0: I'm telling you, it was like I think I was. Because <laughs> I was afraid that people would hear me.
1: Right. So the ball goes. To yeah. Shots. <laughs> Man, out. I'm that so good. so glad we're past all that. Oh, I'm <laughs> so glad we're past. What, what a terrible call! You <laughs> can't. Yeah. Exactly. You can't. <laughs> you can't criticize. They can hear you. No, that was not a foul. They turn terrible. around, blow a whistle, look at you, <laughs> give you <laughs> <me> the technical <laughs> yeah. sign.
0: I mean, Ham might have got attacked that night because of me. <laughs> 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 oh
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, that those were ugh, not fun times doing that.
0: Speaking of cold weather, leaves blown off the trees, and Chick-fil-A. It's on the text line.
1: I, I don't even know how that got started.
0: Sam's an evil character.
1: I guess so. That and my prejudice against the elderly for some reason i don't even know how that got started i don't even yeah, remember old i don't hate old people
0: you're like uh you're like what's his name oh, from uh 10 cup Don johnson <laughs> hate old people and dogs
1: what is his name yeah i know i know oh. i remember his great character yeah
0: yeah roy mcavoy and what's the other guy
1: Forget. <laughs> i don't yeah Oh my god. The text guys. line's blowing up.
0: Nobody knows the name.
1: Uh it doesn't.
0: Don Johnson's character on 10 Cup. David Sims, I thought of it. That's Never mind. it. That's it. David Sims.
1: I mean it's such a golf name, right? It sounds like a golf name.
0: It kind of does. David Sims. Or a terrible Texas quarterback. One of the two. <laughs> yes. All right, so what class if if I said Jared, you can like stay at home on a Friday night and uh-huh. have a, like four screens up and watch every game of the whatever class playoffs what class do you think is the most intriguing Man, which one can you not wait like to see
1: i would <clears throat> be, but it's weird because well one i would say for a but obviously because of, of our rooting interest but i've said it since the bracket was unveiled that there are a, a lot of good teams that could beat other good teams on any given night road team home team doesn't matter so that one kind of like Tuttle Weatherford intrigues me, Clinton <clears throat> Bethany intrigues me, uh, Blanchard Cash even kind of got peaks up my interest. Um, so it, Cushing Salasso, there's some a lot of people who are leaning Salasso on that one. So there, there's that, but obviously because we're interested in that and what it means for us. But but then there's a, a class where we would all say there's probably a one pure favorite, like there's one heavy favorite in it, but I think we could see some other games around that that are really good, and I think that's 5A. I think Elgin and Piedmont could be a really good game. I think Guthrie and Lawton Mack could be a really good game. Midwest City, Bishop McGinnis. There are others around that. I mean, El Reno, I mean, I don't know. Do you give him a shot against Carl Albert with El Reno's offense? No. No, but point is there's Carl Albert. What everyone feels like is the heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. But I think as far as entertainment value, with all the other games around it, could be really good.
0: What about you? I don't even think it's close. It's 5A. I don't even think it's close. There's some decent first-round games. Elgin, Piedmont, maybe. Here's the deal. Are we sure?
1: About Carl Albert or about no, I mean, are, Elgin? We, are
0: we not sure that Elgin isn't just this awesome team? What have they done to make us not think they're awesome?
1: Yeah, they've been beating the doors off of everybody since they've gotten to 5A.
0: They, You know what's crazy? I saw this in the Oklahoma on Sunday. They won their district for the first time since 1986. Isn't that wild? That's crazy.
1: They had a lot of opportunities in 4A1.
0: I think 5A is going to be Friday night. That, that's the that's the one that's the weakest part of, of five A and maybe the best part about what you said about four A. Because I think he could make the argument, if you look around the state in the first round games, four A's got every bit of three of the top ten, if not top five, mm-hmm. with some of the games that are possible. And, and as much as next week can be, you know, Clinton Ada, that sounds great. You know what I mean? That that sounds awesome. You know, Weatherford Wagner, Tuttle Wagner. Then you look down, Del City Guthrie in the second round. What? That's a state title game. Right. In the second round, Carl Albert Kawita. Kawita beat him last year. I think there's going to be incredible drama. It's For the early round, for the first two rounds, maybe it's 4A. But when we get to the semifinals, I don't see how anything is going to be better than 5A.
1: Yeah, how about Bishop McGinnis and Bishop Kelly, possibilities of that?
0: Bishop Kelly's, Didn't they play last year? Bishop Kelly's beaten. Who did they beat this year? <clears throat> they beat somebody pretty good. I don't know. One of those, like you looked up on, on Friday night and went, What? Bishop Ke- Who was Bishop Kelly? They haven't been bad. Of course, none of this matters if Carl Albert really just wrecks everybody. But I guess my point is, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not telling you somebody's going to beat him. But I don't know that it's going to be just the walkthrough. Yeah, it was McGinnis. Bishop Kelly already beat McGinnis they're, this they year. They did play McGinnis this that's year. right. Almost beat P- Podo's closest game for sure, 24-21, and a loss.
1: Yeah, suddenly they're they're eight and two after starting zero and two.
0: Is happened, Guthrie I and mean- Piedmont? Question: Gut- Yes, Guthrie and Piedmont is on the other side of the bracket of Carl Albert. Honestly, if you look at the bracket in five A. Carl Albert is by far on the easiest side because you've got them on one side and you've got Elgin, Del City, and Guthrie on the other. Very much so. I mean, think Del City and Guthrie, either or, if they make it to the finals, is going to have to beat one or the other in the second round. More than likely, Elgin in the semifinals just to get to Carl Albert. That is a way harder side of the bracket. Way harder. That's just kind of the way it worked out, I guess. But, man. Uh, The 5A bracket is is great. By the end of it, it's going to be great. Who's the biggest favorite in the whole state? Is it just Bixby and we move on? Outside, let's, let's say you can't count Bixby
1: than Carl Albert
0: you think so even though the the teams in 5a or
1: I do I think if Carl out let's just hypothetical here Carl Albert and Guthrie rematch on a neutral field at UCO I think Carl Albert takes care of it easier than they did the first time over at Guthrie
0: all right so let's look at that Guthrie defense They gave up three to Tuttle. They gave up 24 to Carl Albert. And they gave up six to Nike. That's it. 33 in 10 games. It's pretty good. Huh. <clears throat> and here's the deal. I don't think there's any chance they get to the finals.
1: think Guthrie will get knocked out by... Del City. Del City.
0: Elgin. I'm telling you, Elgin is good. Really good. Really, really, really good. It's wild. 5 is going to be fun. So you, you'd put Carl Albert after Bixby is the biggest favorite? Yeah,
1: yeah. Hmm. Let's break, let's look at three A.
0: I would say that's where I was leaning. So there's Heritage, Heritage Hall. Heritage Hall.
1: Who could challenge Heritage Hall? I mean, I keep I mean, in three A it's so private school heavy. So I go to the one the uh, maybe Lincoln Christian. It would maybe, have to be them. Maybe.
0: I mean, I. They're hopefully on opposite sides of the bracket. They are. I'll be honest with you; I haven't looked at three A bracket because we don't have anybody out here that's in three A. No. They are. Maybe that's what we should do, do tomorrow. It's pick your just pick state pick champs, your state state title games and champs.
1: Could be fun. I think we've done that before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Heritage Hall.
1: Yeah, that, that might be an easier or a better answer because of we've seen what Guthrie could possibly do in their defense. Uh, then, there, of course, Delcey and Elgin. Those are formidable opponents potentially for Carl Albert. Heritage Hall, I mean, who who can slow him down? Maybe Lincoln Christian, and that's the best answer I can give. Maybe.
0: Right. You know, Metro, I think that was the finals last year, and what was it, like – Seventy something to fifty something.
1: It was not. It was.
0: I listened to that game coming home from a basketball game at Carl Albert. And it was still going. That's what's crazy.
1: Well, you scored that many points. There's a lot of. It was forever. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I mean, it was a long game. I think I would go Heritage Hall outside of Bixby.
1: Perkins Tryon's had a nice year. Nine yeah. and one.
0: Their coach was on with Mark yesterday.
1: One lost is an overtime to Marlowe. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: You know what their mascot is?
1: Uh, It's a it's like the it's like a devil, isn't it? Isn't the it? demons. The demons, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: All right, let's talk about the 4A bracket. I think there's a fair chance that the best games in the first round as a whole come out of 4A in the whole entirety of the state. Not just the ones here. You mentioned uh, Cushing and Salasol There's really only like two duds in the whole bracket, to me.
1: Poto, Miami,
0: and then Wagner, Wagner and Broken Bow. Yeah.
1: Outside of that, you think Ulagog Ool- can give Ada <laughs> some trouble? Yeah. You do? Okay.
0: I just don't. I just don't know how good everybody is. Outside of a few teams. I know you've you've loved Poto. We've talked about Poto all year long. Do you like him enough to make them the favorite, or is it Wagner?
1: Oh, yeah. Man, I'm racking my brain as far as who's been challenged, who hasn't. Wagner's been challenged. What's Poto's closest game look like?
0: Got to be that Bishop Kelly game, 24 21. That, that
1: probably was it. And they haven't. Re- yeah, you're right. Metro Christian 24 7. They've scored 40 or more points one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Whew. Defense, not too bad. They've pitched. Two shutouts, one game was – I mean, a couple games with seven points only. Not much – I mean, I – okay. Man, I'm almost going to talk it into existence, but we'll do it tomorrow. I'm not going to show my hand just yet.
0: But I think you have to consider Wagner the favorite.
1: Wagner, I think, is considered the favorite. They are defending champs, and they're Wagner. Poto has won one – what was that, four or five years ago?
0: 19. Yeah. They beat Weatherford in the finals.
1: Right. So – I was curious. I kind of...
0: There was their only one, by the way.
1: I held my my opinion of them being a favorite until I could see how they did against Ada. And they killed them. And they killed them. Because I felt like that was the toughest game left on their schedule.
0: So here's the Ada. question. Is Poto Grove of two years ago? Or are they really a contender? Because I think we could have said here two years ago, the day before the Elks went on the road to Cushing, and the stats from that Grove team would have blown you away. A lot like this. You know, a lot mm-hmm. like the Poto team. And then you get up there and you go, hmm, what's this? this seems like the third or fourth best of 4A1. I don't get the sense that that's the, what this Poto team is. I get the sense that they are very, very good. state championship good. oh, I do too, but I still don't think I can make them the favorite. What's the record Friday night between four a one and four a two?
1: Oh, you're putting me on a spot oh. the the matchups here give it just tells me there's a good do i have to tell you who wins and loses well
0: i mean eventually maybe not today is it two and two or three and one
1: man there's a lot there's a lot of people including around here that like weatherford against tuttle
0: i'm one of them (laughs) the oklahomans not they've got it 31 14 tuttle I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm I would not comment. I would not be more surprised if my head was sewn to the carpet and when I wake up on Saturday morning than if that's really what that score is. I don't see it.
1: Can Tuttle even score that many points?
0: Not without Weatherford's help.
1: I mean Tuttle's offense hasn't exactly
0: I think there's going to be three.
1: They did score 49 against Bridge Creek, but it's Bridge Creek. They got 50 against Tecumseh. Come on. Of course, Newcastle, they got a couple touchdowns. Class and SAS, 23. I'm not sure about their offense being as potent.
0: Oh, I'm sure it's not.
1: As it once was.
0: And they're good in the tough games. They scored 14 on Newcastle, they scored six against Blanchard. They did put up 30 against Bethany, and they actually did score against Guthrie, a three spot.
1: Yeah, they might be in for a little so, bit of an eye opener. Three and one, two and two. With and two. coming to town,
0: or do you? Are you? You're not going to call a sweep, are you? No, for either.
1: Listen, I I said, what did I say earlier this week? Blanchard is my dark horse in this whole mm-hmm. race, so I I'm not going to go against Blanchard. So, let's say, man, and is there a giant question mark at Clinton? Two weeks removed from cash, losing no that game. No way. They did what they we all expect they do against Woodward.
0: I think the, uh, it, it comes down to the middle. They almost lost this game last year. It right? Comes Yeah, but Bethany didn't got Taylor Heim out there like they did last yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. It comes down to the middle two games. Clinton's going to win. Blanchard's going to win then who wins the two in the middle is it a sweep in the middle or is it a split in the middle
1: man 3 4 weeks ago everybody thought 4A1 was going to get swept in this thing not not happening. everybody you you were not
0: not happening i'll say it's 3 and 1
1: you you're calling 3 and 1
0: yep i didn't tell you who's going to win 3 and who's going to lose 1 I think it's 3-1 for the good guys.
1: Uh, I can't do it. I can't. I, I got it in my mind who's going to lose.
0: And who is it? Fire it out there. I,
1: uh, they'll, they'll never let me back at home.
0: Oh, Clinton's not losing. Come on. You don't really believe that. I don't know, man. We're going to have to get out of here for you. I just don't know. From your hometown.
1: I got to sleep on this and give you an answer.
0: Question on the and text. And we're going to break
1: all this down. Or I mean, we're going to pick our champs and everything, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. That'd Question on the show. text line is this:
0: Has Fairview been challenged? The answer: No.
1: Oh no, no. Has anyone into a able to or a able to challenge? I them?
0: don't know. It may not happen all year long. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need a medic. I just popped myself in the eye trying to put my uh, <laughs> headphones back on.
1: <laughs> oh boy, that sums up. That's going <laughs> to sum up your day. That was
0: a bad deal there. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. College football this week. In Norman, there's a Big 12 title game elimination. The more intriguing one to me, though, is down in Orlando, Florida. Oklahoma State, who has been on fire five in a row, have put themselves absolutely in the driver's seat to make it to Arlington and play for a Big 12 championship versus UCF, who finally got a win last week in the conference. But it feels like, to me, Jared, they are better than 1-5 in five in the Big 12. And can you possibly explain to me when you see what Oklahoma State has done, what they did last week, and how they've just been rolling? Why in the world... Is the line two and a half less than a field goal favorite for Oklahoma State? How is that possible?
1: Uh, I guess Vegas thinks that there is a Bedlam hangover effect. It's on the road. It's at what time? Two thirty. Two. Well, that doesn't mean anything for me. And maybe they're just waiting. You mentioned the the abysmal record, conference record for Central Florida. But they've been in close games. They've been in games late in the game. Maybe they feel like at home they will finally be in a game that they can win, that they'll finally pull out. I'm just throwing. But, but yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense with, with Ollie Gordon rolling. Uh, do they know something we know don't know? I mean, he was kind of dinged up in the Bedlam game but still remained in and was effective. Is there something there that we don't know? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, I think really the big thing is the Bedlam hangover. Because here it is Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm still seeing headlines about Bedlam, and and I kind of do they realize they play on Saturday? Does anybody else does the media know that they play on Saturday? Are they even talking about Central Florida? I'm sure they are. Uh, they being Gundy and in preparing for them. But the luxury of when OU beat Texas was they had a bye week, and and I thought it was a luxury, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's just all that what I just said. What do you think it is? Why would they be a very slim favorite if it was in Stillwater? You think it'd be oh yeah, well be, over a touchdown, uh, yeah, around
0: a touchdown maybe? I mean, seeing what they what it is there. I think here's the truth. I don't think Vegas has caught up with Oklahoma State
1: think they're fool's gold.
0: No, I think that they've won four of their last five. They've won outright as an underdog. They were rightly underdogs against Kansas State, coming off the two losses. That that made sense. But then from there, underdog against Kansas. The, The one that was baffling was going to West Virginia after they won those two games. Why in the world weren't they favored over West Virginia? And I get West Virginia had a pretty good record at the time, but you know, then the one game they were a favorite was Cincinnati, and of course they won against OU last week as an underdog. I just don't think Vegas is caught up with the fact. I, th- I think Vegas is looking way, way more at South Alabama than they are at the five wins they've reeled off lately. You know, there's still that question I think in the minds of whatever the you know, the guys setting the lines or the computers that they use to set whatever that is, that game is being weighed too heavily. And it looks ridiculous. I mean, at the time, it looked ridiculous, but it looks it looks even more like unexplainable now. How in the hell did South Alabama beat OSU thirty three to seven? How did that happen? It doesn't make any sense.
1: Ollie Gordon got how many? South touches? Alabama was
0: four and five in the Sun Belt. Yeah. Four and five. That one, yeah. Ollie and Brennan Presley touched the ball five times.
1: That's a big part
0: of it. But I even think. then, watching that game, it never. That that's one of the most unexplainable losses that I can remember. And of course, after the games, oh, South Alabama's really good. No, they're not. Oh, she just played horrible. And got beat bad. And now all of a sudden, you turn around and bam, there we go. And Oklahoma State's rolling. That's part of it. Is I think that game is so stuck in the minds of people that set the lines. They they, they remember more elephants than even we are.
1: They're wondering when that team will return. Yeah,
0: is that team coming back? That horrific team. And everybody else is prisoner of the moment going, oh, they just won the last bedlam. They won five in a row. There's no way. And because... This is the the most concerning thing for OSU about this game. To me, is that line. How in the world, if you were sitting in Caesars on Saturday morning, looking at the college football lines, how in the world would you get up out of your chair, walk to the the ticket window, and put your hard-earned money on UCF? only getting two and a half points i don't know i don't know that you could and a lot of times in that situation we come back on monday and go how does vegas do it boy they knew that's what concerns me more than anything about this game for osu it's just simply that line because if you look at those teams i don't want to hear this crap about you know the sooner fans made excuses why they played bad against ucf because oh john reese plum or ice plumley is back and this and Got, uh, whatever, he played bad, got lucky to win. It's becoming more obvious as we move on through the season. And it, it, it's funny about that bye week because at the time we all thought, what a perfect time to have a bye. I think at the end of the day it was the worst thing ever. And here's why I think it's a good thing OSU's playing this week. Because you have to flush it. You have to flush Bedlam. Yeah. As where the Sooners got two weeks supposedly flushed Texas but never did. Got a whole extra week to bask in the glory of taking down your rival. And I think that hurt more than it helped at the end of the day. It made sense why we all said that. Oh, you got a week to kind of regroup. And I don't think that's the way it was used. And so, in that way, I think it is good that OHU is playing this week. And I think it's good that it's kind of a get your attention type opponent. Not a big, giant game, but a team that everyone thinks, well, if you mess around is right. good enough it's, to beat you.
1: It's not a it's not a uh I don't know, it was bad in the Big Twelve.
0: It's not Houston.
1: It used to be Kansas, but you can't say that anymore. Yeah, it's not a Houston at home. It's
0: and I think going on the road is a good thing too. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so this time every year, we see it all the time. Where teams that are on the fringe of or in playoff contention. Lose a game that no one sees coming. Like, no one picks so-and-so to lose, and then all of a sudden you either wake up Sunday morning or watch late in the night Saturday, and you go, what? Who beat who? (laughs) Is there a game like that in your mind this week? And if so, which game is it?
1: You say it can't be a ranked game, or it could be any game. A,
0: a ranked team, either in or on the fringe of playoff contention. So basically, one loss or undefeated teams.
1: You know, uh, there's there's always yeah. those
0: huge upsets where.
1: Right. I'm trying to think here. I got to look at the schedule. You have a couple in mind.
0: Trying to decide if I think this is the week.
1: If there's a team on the cusp of, of really solidifying themselves as or a being team in the playoff, being in the playoff, being right there, like okay, go for in, instance, Alabama
0: is. at K- at Kentucky would qualify. Florida State, Miami, Washington, Utah, which I don't know how much of a, I mean. I think that's the easiest one to say because we've seen Utah do it. I've got one. What do you got? TCU Texas.
1: Man, it almost happened last week with Texas, but that one wouldn't have shocked me if Kansas State winning it. But the way they almost came back and won would have. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I think Is TCU it in Austin.
0: No. It's in Fort Worth.
1: Oh, see, now that's for trouble.
0: And I think that TCU, if I I read this earlier this week, TCU has the best passing offense in Big 12 games and also the best passing defense in Big 12 games.
1: Do they have their quarterback back?
0: Who's their quarterback?
1: Um, TCU.
0: Okay, who's their quarterback? Uh,
1: The kid that was with OU.
0: Are they still letting Chandler Morris play?
1: I, I'm questioning. I'm asking. I haven't
0: paid attention to TCU. I don't know. I know he got hurt, and that was a good thing at one point. Right. Let's look. They got they just lost to Tech last week. That was that Thursday night game. Some guy named Jay Hoover.
1: So no. Ten and a half point favorite for Texas. Night game in Fort Worth. Yeah, that'd be one. you go, whoa.
0: You know who I wanted to say? Who's that? USC beating Oregon.
1: I almost said that, but I can't. I can't either. I just can't. I can't put any stock in the USC. I don't care. Uh, Someone said it yesterday on these airwaves. Firing Grinch might have been – I mean, clearly they think it's going to be a good thing, but does it actually change the – who takes over the defense and go, okay, this is what we have always needed to be doing. Does it solidify their defense enough where the offense can finally outscore the other offense? Does it make sense?
0: Yeah. I <clears throat> I just don't think – Because I – USC it, isn't just going to lose every game.
1: No. Not as much as they try. Like at Cal and in and, and Arizona –
0: but um By the way, Arizona's ranked did you know? Yeah, Arizona's
1: that? not bad. I going in before that game, there was people saying listen, this is not a bad Arizona team. They're better than what they always have been. I will uh But they if, ain't but beating if, Oregon. Oregon's no, gonna no, they're run. Not, them over. They're not No, they're not beating Oregon. But would you also I wouldn't be say shocked though. if they Exactly that's what I I'm saying? I wouldn't be shocked. They still got Caleb Williams. It is. They they do. They My, do. But then I also go, you know, our Okay, did he give up on the season when he went and cried to mama? Is his motivation gone? We won't see him in a bowl game when OU plays him in the Texas Bowl.
0: <laughs> they may not even get there.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's just – is it? that's where I kind of question. I, is the motivation gone for, 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 him. for him personally? Like, ah, whatever. I mean, we already got this – there's no point to this. There's no conference titles. I need to stay healthy. Is he going to take a hit or is he going to run out of bounds?
0: I, this that, is a that, you see what I'm saying? Oh, 100% yeah. and I think this is the time because you're starting to if you look at some of the draft stuff you look at, there's starting for there, the first time there's ever there's questions outside of Scott a couple weeks ago on Friday on a Friday where he after that first loss but there's actually people questioning things about it this is a great time where he can shut those question marks down yeah,
1: There, there might be the motivation because he's here, and there's people going, uh-huh. "I wouldn't draft this guy. He he's not strong in the head, and da da da, he's mentally weak." Well, then he gets, he goes, "Man, I gotta I gotta get back into that unquestioned number one pick status." So I mean, I how mad do how
0: mad do you think Caleb Williams was when he heard the stupid stuff that Lincoln Riley said about Alex Grinch and how Grinch's defense helped OU, I, and not that the the defense was the strength of those t- what? I mean, how mad do you think Caleb Williams is like to even show his own coach? Hey, buddy, I'm the reason you're here. <laughs> it ain't cringe, it ain't defense. It's me being the man. You know, is there is there motivation of that?
1: It's a good one. That's, that's very true.
0: <clears throat> Does SC have a chance to win the Pac twelve? I have no idea what the tiebreakers are.
1: They have how many conference losses? They've lost. And they've to,
0: got two, which in two conference. They could losses. beat Oregon, which would give Oregon their second loss.
1: Yeah, and they would have the head-to-head against
0: Oregon. But clearly. Then you got Arizona, which they beat. They don't play Oregon State, and they lost to Utah, which Utah could lose to Washington, and that would put them out of the ta- I don't want the tiebreak. Good luck figuring that out. I don't know, but now, the, I, I think head, the answer is yes. If if they win, maybe a little help outside. If, maybe if they win against in Oregon against Eugene. there's absolutely a a route for them to play in the Pac-12 title game and win the Pac-12. There definitely is. Now, can I sit here and tell you what it is? No. I can tell you it starts with beating Oregon and ends with beating – I mean, they have to win on Saturday. The question – I had this written down, and then we got to ask it on the text line. Is this a year where a two-loss team can get there?
1: They'd have to have a lot of outside help, and who's a team that's lost early? That I, I don't know, man. That I, there's there's no there's no there's no precedent for this. I can't find a I can't find an answer.
0: See, I could.
1: My answer is no. I don't think this is a year that two loss team can get. I it.
0: don't. I don't. Not now. I could have built you a case setting here a week ago for one team, and that one team got beat and now has three losses, and that team is LSU. I think I could have sat here a week ago and built you a case to get LSU in the playoff as a two-loss team. But they didn't beat Alabama, and now they've got three, so yeah. that's out the window. Yeah, you know what gone. I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's gone. So, no, I don't think. There's there's too many teams that would have to lose twice, right? And, and there And there's not that – or it doesn't feel to me like – there's that screaming hot two-loss team now that LSU isn't that that can win all these games leading up to and then, you know you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. we, we've seen this in the past with different teams. couple losses early, then just got hot. And you, the final four is, is made and it's on merit and this and that. But then there's also that, but gosh, are we sure this team isn't one of the best four? And that team just happens to have two losses, right? Mm-hmm. There's been teams like that in the past. I don't see that team. Who is it? Because it, because like oh, Mr. Pin. No, they've already got. They had. They would have already had to have two losses. Is my point right now? Somebody that earns their second loss in the middle of November doesn't get back into the. They don't get back in the hunt. This isn't two thousand and seven. Correct. It's just yeah, not, I mean, it's just not that it's not setting up that way because now it's, you would have already, you had to have been LSU. LSU was absolutely the answer to this question a week ago. Beat Alabama. Your losses are to, who did they lose to? Close to Ole Miss and a shootout in Florida state. You got over those and then you won like six or eight in a row. To get into the big uh, the SEC title game and beat Georgia, we, we, that can't happen now. And there's really nobody else around the country that is that, right? I, I just don't see it.
1: Here's another question: If if it seems like the way this playoff works, the earlier you lose a game, the better because you're able to recover from it. But because there are this many undefeated teams now, could one of those teams still lose and go? We're fine.
0: We saw it last. I mean, the Big Twelve champ that, the, that, the the non big yeah. the, the regular season Big twelve champ was able to absorb a loss. Yeah and still before make before that
1: it. game was even over people were saying no no they're fine they're still gonna get in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know Michigan was I mean there was three undefeated last year going into championship weekend, right? Michigan, Georgia and TCU all 3 of them could have lost and they were all getting in. Yeah. I don't know if that's the way this year. Two-loss Big 12 team is not getting no, in. No, they're not getting in. There's no two-loss Big 12 team is getting in.
1: Not even not even if it's a champ.
0: No. It's not happening. No. And okay, so let's pretend like OSU's that team. Or
1: Pac-12 two-loss Pac-12 champ. I don't that Mm-mm. can't happen. It's I mean, not I don't see it happen.
0: has three total losses.
1: Yeah, they've eliminated themselves from a national title contention. We'll have to check about but the conference. Here's the thing
0: OSU is a team that is screaming hot. Sure. They set up to be sort of that team, but nobody right. that lost at home to South Alabama 33 7 is making it. You know, what they set up as that team, actually, now that I think about it. OSU is 100% that team. In a different conference with a different loss, they could be it, but they're not going to be. No. No. There's not going to be three SEC teams. One at the most, in my opinion.
1: I think highly likely two Big Tens.
0: Unless they just have to quit playing football because they're all cheating each other. Right, yeah. Good grief.
1: Michigan double down, man.
0: Is this just... See,
1: they they warned the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. You can't punish our coach
0: is this is this michigan the eight-year-old kid getting caught with his hand in the cookie oh, jar 100%. and then looking at his sisters and brothers and go well they had one too hey, they did it last time last week <laughs> talking college football playoff scenarios how can people get in who can get in and the question on the text line was is this a year a two-loss team can get in who that's my question is if there who is it who could be a two-loss team that gets in And I guess there, you know what? There is a scenario for Penn State. And I say Penn State only because they lose to Michigan this week. They have losses to Michigan and Ohio State. And with all the fighting about cheating back and forth, if they become unscathed in the chaos that is the Big Ten getting mad at teams and telling them they can't play in the championship game. Maybe. Seems pretty far-fetched, but may, that, that might be, the, in my mind, the only one that can make it with two losses. Maybe. Maybe that's the answer to how you get a two-loss team in this playoff this year. Because it's just hard to fathom when you look and there's five undefeateds still there. I mean, I, I think the, the chance that there's four undefeated teams left is infinitely higher than a two-loss team making the playoff. Just with the way that the, the, the season is set up. It, it's interesting. It's great debate. And I, this is going to be the, the one part of the 12-teamer that goes away is the debate about who should be in it kind of goes away with 12 but at the same time it makes for a better product because a team like for instance this year a team like oklahoma state that has less than zero chance of making it into the playoff with four teams who knows what they could do in a 12 team playoff with with the heater that they're on who knows and that's one be the cool part about the 12 is teams will be allowed to get better which right now, I don't know that that's the case. And case in point, even Alabama. Alabama at this point is number eight with one loss that came back in the second week of the year. They just, they they, they can make, they can miss out on the playoff because they lost in week two. Man, it's hard. It, Hard to fathom that that's true, but they could. And that that would never happen in in twelve teams. And that's going to be the the part that's a little bit more NCAA tournament esque. Finally, comes to football, and that teams are allowed some growth. Teams are going to be allowed some losses early and then get themselves back in contention to win the national title in football. Yeah, Texas-Alabama is going to be an amazing debate. If it comes down... If it were to come down to, let's say, the Pac-12 has... Oregon as the one-loss champ. Florida State goes undefeated. Texas wins out and wins the Big 12. And then you've got Georgia and Alabama playing in the SEC. Bama wins. I don't know that that immediately disqualifies Georgia in a lot of people's minds. And then let's say Ohio State-Michigan is a barn burner. I mean an absolute barred murder. there's way way crazy scenarios. I think there are two teams because of resumes that it's hard to say Michigan can not afford a loss, but I don't know that Michigan can afford a loss because their schedule is horrific outside of two games, and so if they don't if they lose to either especially if they win this week and then lose to Ohio State. I don't know that they they can bounce back because they don't have the conference title game. They're not going to get there. And have they been absolutely dominant? Yes. But if you you, you have that one loss, you don't even get to play for your conference title, and you've got all the stuff swirling around, I don't know that Michigan can survive a loss. And I almost guarantee a Florida State can't. As, as well as they've done, man, it, it doesn't, especially if they're undefeated going into the ACC title game, say they lose to Louisville, I just, that, that I don't know that Florida State, I don't know the ACC is strong enough to be able to carry them. And I don't think the Big 12 is either outside of the fact that Texas beat Bama. That's the one trump card in this entire scenario that Texas has over everybody is the fact that they went to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, and that win looks infinitely better now than it even did when they won it. Think about the difference in the narrative around Alabama. Coming off that loss, then going, not even hardly scoring points against South Florida, to where the perception of Alabama is now, and how much better that makes Texas look. I think of all the one loss teams right now, because Texas has that win against Alabama, they are really in a good spot. Really good spot. All right, Penn State, USC. Well, USC's got three losses. So they could they could be a three-loss Pac-12 champ, which might. Would that eliminate Washington? Could, I guess. And it would eliminate Oregon, so they'd be two-loss. I think Oregon's going to beat Washington. That's the question. Who's going to beat Washington? I think Oregon's going to beat Washington. For me, if you want to just simply talk the eye test, I think Oregon is one of the top four teams in the country. And I I actually agreed with a lot of what Dan Lanning did in that game, going for it on fourth down, outside of right before half and not kicking that field goal. But you can look at that game and go, man, Dan Lanning cost Oregon that game at Washington. I said yesterday, you have to to rank Washington ahead of Oregon because they beat them. Kind of like you have to rank Texas ahead of Alabama because they beat them. But are we sure if those two teams – if those two games happened again that the other team wouldn't win? I'm I'm not. I'm I'm fully prepared for Oregon to beat Washington in the Pac-12 title game. But then that goes back to, you know, is it eye test or is it results? And the results have to matter. And that's where Texas has the ultimate trump card in all of this. Even a Bama win in the SEC title game over Georgia, think about. does that disqualify the SEC? Because, okay, the one-loss SEC champ is Alabama. How do you take them in the playoff over a team that beat them in a one-loss Big 12 title? The winner is Texas. And in that scenario, Washington would have to be undefeated. The Big 10 champ have to be undefeated. Florida State have to be undefeated. And then you've got one-loss Georgia who didn't win the SEC, one-loss Alabama that did win the SEC, Yet lost to one loss, Big 12 champ Texas. That, that is that a scenario, the doomsday scenario in which the SEC doesn't get a team? It's hard to imagine. Dakota asks, is this the year Georgia, Alabama, or Clemson finally doesn't win the playoff? Obviously Clemson's not a factor, he says. Maybe. Maybe. Especially if what I just described happens and Georgia and Alabama don't get there. How wild would that be? In this year, this last year of all these conferences that are all going away. How wild would it be if King Kong of conferences the SEC doesn't get a team in? I will believe it when I see it. And if you don't if you don't think that the playoff committee wouldn't have the the reasoning ready that yeah Texas beat Alabama, but it was in week two and Alabama is now the better team. Just look at the games. That 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 is that that speech is already written. If it comes down to this, it's going to be fun. And here's what's probably going to happen georgia washington ohio state or michigan and florida state all went out and for the first time ever there's no no chaos but we don't even have a conversation because there's four undefeated teams man would that be boring let's hope that doesn't happen everybody have a great thursday be back tomorrow to wrap up the week get prepared for the high school football playoffs. skinny on sports right here on the sports animal you've been listening to the skinny on sports podcast with aaron cow be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available